question is the most difficult in the world. It's not a question I can answer simply with yes or no. I am not an atheist, and I do not know if I can define myself as a pantheist. The problem involved is too vast for our limited minds. Uh, may I not reply with a parable? The human mind, no matter how highly trained, cannot grasp the universe. We are in the position of a little child, entering a huge library whose walls are covered to the ceiling with books in many different tongues. The child knows that someone must have written those books. It does not know how. It does not understand the languages in which they are written. The child dimly suspects a mysterious order in the arrangement of the books, but doesn't know what that is. That, it seems to me, is the attitude of the most intelligent human towards the television program Lost. Albert Einstein, 1930. Wow, Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And that was a uh, famous uh, mathematician, Albert Einstein, weighing in on whether or not Lost was a good TV show. Amazing stuff. Yeah, pretty incredible. I mean, he really didn't come down one way or the other, but I think he was a smart guy, but I don't think even he could have foreseen the invention of podcasts. And with that, we're really able to dive deep and crack into whether or not Lost is a good TV show. In a lot of ways, we're a step ahead of Albert Einstein. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, back when Albert Einstein was alive... When someone stuck their tongue out for a picture, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's, I do it all the time. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, well, we're here to talk about episode 21, The Greater Good, Saeed's second episode. Uh, Emma, how do we feel about this one? First impressions. I mean, it's no secret that I am a big fan of Saeed. So mm-hmm. I I like the backstory that we got to see with him. Um, but our first official baby episode was kind of fun. I thought that the stuff on the island was so cute and funny. Yeah, the that whole subplot is is like just nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the least annoying Charlie has been all season. Yeah, absolutely. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I I think overall this is a pretty good episode. Um, I think it's one of those things where you just have to take at face value what the story that they're trying to tell is and not really look at any kind of like authenticity in regards to Saeed's backstory. Right. Like the way that, you know, terrorist cells and all that work. This this is not like a this this is not a crime show or like, you know, a military show like <laughs> The Lost writers have only so much experience that they can add to how that kind of thing works. And so I think most it's pretty inauthentic, but mm-hmm. it's it still is good TV. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's jump into it. Uh, the Greater Good came out May 4th, 2005. It was directed by David Grossman. Uh, this is the only, epi- only episode of Lost that he uh, directs, but he will go on to... Uh, direct a bunch of episodes and be an executive producer for Desperate Housewives. Oh. And this kind of had a Desperate Housewives type feel, I would say, to it. I was thinking more like The Wire. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's very... Well, uh, there's... I can understand what everybody is saying, so it's not exactly like The Wire, but <laughs> yes. 
Um, and it's written by uh, Leonard Dick, who was uh, one of the co-writers for In Translation. And he will continue to write on the show for a bit. Starting off site, we get uh, Saeed watching uh, Shannon, who is uh, sitting with Boone's uh, corpse. Uh, Ian Summerhalder was nice enough to come back for this episode. I did think it was funny later on when we, when we get the funeral. <laughs> they have him covered in a tarp, but like they still show his face. Yeah. Like, they really want you to know they've still got him there, and that's really his body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but Saeed asks if there's anything he could do, and then he says that the reason Boone didn't want Jack to take the leg was uh, so that they didn't use up the antibiotics, which uh, I did not get that I subtext at all. Did not <laughs> get that episode. impression? Yeah. <laughs> I, it seemed like maybe he just didn't want to die a more horrific death. Yeah. Um, which, just to be clear, it's not like cowardice or anything like that, but it is like... I mean, Saeed's just trying to frame him as being really brave for Shannon right now, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But Shannon uh, doesn't really even acknowledge him. She's uh, stuck looking at Boone. Back in flashback, uh, Saeed is uh, being escorted by armed guard at an airport in London. The CIA and the ASIS uh, kept him in a holding cell for 18 hours. The uh, <laughs> Which, that's another thing where the lady's like... All right, we kept you in a holding cell for 18 hours. That ought to be enough. Like, why would you... Why would I agree to do anything for somebody who's so flippant about that with me? Right. Like, that's... I mean, these people... I think that you could maybe make the argument that these two people are the most evil characters that show up on the television program Lost. Like, <laughs> like for the rest of the show, even. Um, they are true monsters. Yeah. And the ASIS, by the way, is the uh, Australian Secret Intelligence Service. Emma, obviously, we've had a lot of conversations about them in the past, but I'm mostly just letting our, our listeners know mm-hmm. uh, what that stands for. Um, 300 pounds of C4 were stolen by a terrorist cell, and one of them is uh, Saeed's old college roommate, Assam. Saeed says that he's not going to help them, but they say that if he can figure out where the C4 is, uh, they will tell him where uh, Nadia is. Um, they have located her. Back on the island, Kate is tracking Jack down. <laughs> Jack Jack is uh, looking pretty bad, I would say, this entire episode. Yeah, he has not recovered well yet. No. He needs more time. It makes sense for the context of what this episode is, but it feels like they really just wanted him to be like, depowered so that he didn't just beat the shit out of Locke. Yeah. Like, it feels like they're still kind of saving the Locke-Jack confrontation. Because st- it doesn't really get resolved in this episode. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, he, look- he looks bad. Uh, and he's uh, angry that he based his medical treatment off a lie. Like we said last episode, I still don't think that there's really anything that would have changed if Locke hadn't lied, but I think that is still a pretty valid thing to be mad about. Yeah. I agree. I still think, though, that merger is way too strong of a word. Yeah, for sure. It's Locke being like a, a you know, kind of powerless old man mm-hmm. more than it is <laughs> malicious. Uh, but Kate gets him to calm down and come back to the camp. The survivors hold a funeral for Boone. Jack asks if Shannon wants to say something, but she uh, declines. Uh, so Saeed speaks up, and I gotta say, that is a rough eulogy uh, to be, because, like, basically in every sentence, Saeed's like, yeah, I didn't really know anything about Boone, and 
sorry about that. I wish I had. Um, mm-hmm. And but you know he was he he talks about how brave Boone was and about how he went to go and try. He was the first in the water to try and get Joanna. Extra. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but then also was kind of the cause of her death was the thing that he didn't say, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) I kind of wish Claire would have stepped in again. I know it's Saeed's time to shine, but I feel like that could have been a good Claire moment because we've seen her do it before. Yeah, this that I agree. She really, um, I also will say, I mean, I don't, she doesn't name the baby in this episode. Um, it feels like this would have been a great time to be like, hey, the, my baby was born at the exact same time this other dude died, so I am going to name my baby Boone. That's what mm-hmm. I would have done if I was her right mm-hmm. then. Boone, Boone Jr. Emma, you discovered something incredible about this scene just minutes before we started recording. Yes, I did. Um, so the composer that we talked, was it last episode? Yeah, uh, we were yeah. talking about Michael Cicchino. He named the score um, that plays during this Boonerol, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so now we're it's... starting a trend where um, we're going to share because yeah. I feel like there are going to be some nuggets, more nuggets in there. Yes, 100%. We need to wait. <laughs> we need to wait until the episode where we... Like find out like one of one of Kate's backstory episodes is about her being like a professional roller skater, and it'll say like Skater Boy, but with like the Kate capitalized. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for that to show up. Yeah, he's so it's he's so talented is the thing. If he wasn't talented, it would be so uncharming. But because right. the scores are genuinely very good, them being called Booneral is kind of charming. <laughs> Locke shows up at the funeral, and I gotta say, there was never gonna be a good time for Locke to come back. This was the worst. He shows up to the fu- he interrupts the funeral wearing a shirt that is soaked through with Off. Boone's blood. Doesn't he like, have like ten more white shirts laying yeah, around somewhere? <laughs> seriously, <laughs> he's he's somehow he's already built himself a closet mm-hmm. where they're just hanging right now, but. Uh, <laughs> He he says it was his fault and explains about the plane. He says that Boone was a hero. Uh, now, my question is, do you think that this is Locke just trying to get ahead of being called out for lying? Or do you think that he was genuine in that he just made a mistake and didn't say anything? I think he feels guilty. Yeah. Because he called Boone's son. I think he was yeah. like really leaning into that... Uh, you know, father-son dynamic, um, and then lost him. So I think he feels guilty. He was still in the wrong, though. Absolutely. He shouldn't have crashed his funeral. It's so Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is... um, This is kind of a soap soap opera-esque episode as well, too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the... uh, (laughs) uh, Jack screams at Locke, Saying that he's lying, asking where he was, tackling him. Oh. And then, like, six people managed to drag the, uh, like, the guy who hasn't slept in 18 hours and is, has, like, half of his normal amount of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they managed to get him to pass out. They kind of take him off to the side. Jack says that he's lying and that uh, he talks about how Boone mentioned the hatch 
But Saeed's son and Kate all tell him uh, to get some rest. And I do like how Sun is kind of becoming like a inner circle type person now. Back in flashback, Saeed is praying at the same mosque as Assam in Sydney, Australia. Now, I have no idea. I'm just not even going to really comment on this stuff. I tried to look up and see how accurate any of this was with regards to the praying and what was being said and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I couldn't find any mention of it, which makes me think it's probably at least not, like, offensively bad. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I really have no idea. I think based on what we know of <laughs> how badly Naveen Andrews spoke Arabic in his first episode, uh, and also how badly Jin is speaking Korean, or Daniel Kim is speaking Korean, I should say, uh, we could probably assume it's not 100% accurate, but either way. Uh, yeah. Saeed... Saeed kind of walks off on his own first. He lets Assam see him. They didn't see each other when they were walking into the room. Saeed definitely saw him. Because Saeed was kind of staring at him during the prayer. But I mean, Assam. Yeah, for sure. It's a room with like eight people in it. Yeah. You definitely, I would have noticed it at some point. But, (laughs) I mean, I guess when he is planning on blowing himself up in the next, like, you know, month or so, maybe... He's uh, lost in thought quite a bit. I guess I could buy you know, that. That's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> so Assam finds him. They catch up. Said asks about his wife, uh, and it turns out his wife died in Iraq um, uh, while she was shopping. Uh, she was killed by a bomb. And Assam invites him over to his apartment that he's sharing. <laughs> there is a funny thing where Said is like, "Oh, so you guys are." You guys all live here, huh? And it's like, because it's like four, like, grown men. He, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a thing where it's like, yes, we all live here because we're part of the same terrorist cell. Or if it genuinely was like, yeah, rent is high in Sydney. Like, I couldn't tell what they were (laughs) trying to go for. But either way, it's kind of funny that he still is like, he's trying to get in good with them. And he's still a little bit judgmental when he comes Mm -hmm. over. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very normal thing to have roommates. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the idea that... I mean, like, I don't know how old these guys are supposed to be. Well, so it's present day, essentially. This is like a, a, a day before the crash. But, like, I don't know if these... If the other guys are all supposed to be... Like, it's just... They're all a, gr- a group of men in, like, their 40s. Mm-hmm. Just still hanging out and playing Call of Duty or whatever on the... Uh, on the, uh, on the Half-Life? Was it Half-Life? It, yeah, they were playing Half-Life. Oh, wow. I've never played that game, so I guess I don't know. I think it would have been great if they had been playing, like, like Pokemon Stadium or something. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been a little bit less on the nose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Said comes over, he starts talking, and then he either notices or maybe was just already told about this, uh, that there is a bug in the smoke detector because they're all sitting around smoking and the detector has, like, a bright green light on it. Mm-hmm. He takes the uh, the bug out, and Haddad, one of the roommates, says that it's fate that they reconnected. Back on the island, Sun and Charlie are trying to get Claire to sleep. Uh, nobody wants to go to sleep on, in this episode. Yeah. I gotta say, if even one person ever told me, hey, Nolan, you need to get some sleep, I would go to bed that exact moment. Right, I, I wouldn't would, argue. I would, yeah, it'd just be like, oh, thank God, I agree. I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> like... <laughs> I uh, I think I could maybe understand what the... I, I understand Claire a lot more here. Jack, I don't get. Um, 
he's so fueled by revenge yeah at all times just any emotion yes yeah he's he's an angry boy he's running Mm -hmm. on on pure pure spite at the moment charlie offers to take the baby who he calls turnip head because claire hasn't come up with a name i i'm trying to think what do you think that she i remember do you remember what she names the baby i have no idea do you have any baby name suggestions for her uh not turnip head and not, not Charlie. Think, okay. <laughs> I was about to say Charlie Jr. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like his dad. Charlie promises that nobody's going to take the baby uh, and finally convinces Claire to hand him over. I think that it is wild. Like, even this episode, there wasn't too much about, like, the logistics of having a baby. But it is wild when you think about it. It's like, yeah, she would still be in the hospital if she had... But mm-hmm. now she just has to just chill on the beach, like, still getting bit by sand fleas or whatever. Yeah. Shannon is sitting out on the beach uh, on her own, just kind of staring off into the water, and Locke comes over. He gives Shannon Boone's bag. Says that he hadn't opened it, but has no idea what's inside. Um, Sits with her and, you know, tells her he should have said no to Boone going hunting. And then she makes a comment where where she's like, yeah, he would have gone anyways, though. And uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Boone kind of just did what he was told all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if if Locke had said no, Boone would have been like, oh, uh, an older man giving me some sort of authority <laughs> figure? Yes, sir. Of course. <laughs> Locke tells her that he knows what it feels like to lose family and asks for her forgiveness. Uh, uh, she, she doesn't answer but starts crying. Just let her mourn a little bit, dude. Like... That feels like at least a day two situation or conversation, Locke. You don't have to, you don't have to bring it up right away. (laughs) Good Lord. Shannon, uh, I guess is pretty rightfully uh, mad at this. Uh, She goes to Saeed and says, you know, hey, Locke killed my brother. Can you do something about that? She doesn't outright say that she wants him to kill Locke, but I guess she does. Mm -hmm. She's pretty vengeful this episode. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's a lot to process, I suppose. But, like, like they know Locke lied about him falling off a cliff, which technically he didn't really lie. Like, he lied about them being out there hunting, but Boone did fall off a cliff. He was just That's in a true. plane at the time. And yeah. it's entirely possible. Like, I would not have thought that that would even matter as, like, a... I mean, I would have probably stayed and mentioned it because I would want everyone to know what happened. But, like, I wouldn't have thought that that would affect his medical treatment at all. The the difference between him being in a plane or falling off a cliff. I think it's kind of Jack adding fuel to the fire here. Like, he, not to blame everything on Jack this episode, but I kind of feel like he should maybe, like, take a step back here. Because I can see how she would maybe get confused and like Saeed says like want to blame somebody you know and yeah I don't know yeah he's definitely not helping by like tackling yeah. him and calling him a liar mm-hmm. <laughs> uh well somebody does get Jack to take a step back uh Kate sits with him for a little bit gives him some juice and uh Jack wa- starts to like get up to go after Locke but he all of a sudden starts collapsing he feels weak uh, Kate drugged him with sleeping pills. Oh. <laughs> you know, I I don't know about this one. It's a very normal thing that I do to my pet sometimes if the vet tells me that I need to do that. Okay. Like, 
you know, crush up pills and and give it to him that way. But not so much to a human. <laughs> Do you think that Kate should have given Jack like a piece of American cheese with the pills like just folded up inside of him to trick mm-hmm. him? Okay. Get Charlie over with some imaginary peanut butter. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they do have peanut butter on the island, but they only use it to trick Jack into going yeah. to bed. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I mean, I know that this is just a TV show, so we probably shouldn't look into this too much. But I can't imagine, like, if I was like, all right, I have to make somebody go to sleep for sleeping pills to work the way that they did on Jack. I guess he maybe has is low on blood at the moment, but like. You have to use a lot of them, right? Like, I would just be so afraid of killing somebody because yeah. I gave them too many sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. If anything, I feel like if this were a realistic show, Jack would just be in the middle of an ambient blackout. Yes. Like, <laughs> wandering around the island. He'd be, he'd, yeah, he'd be no walking around of it. telling everyone how much he loves his wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the only way to get Jack to go to sleep. So it worked out. Uh, Walt sees Locke wringing out his bloody shirt. In the drinking water. In the drinking water. Insane. water. In the only source of drinking water that they found. That's reason to kill him, I think. (laughs) All the stuff with Boone, I don't know. Yeah. Poisoning the well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess it's purely so that they have an excuse for... Uh, Saeed to ask Locke about his scar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you would definitely think Locke would maybe do that in the jungle. <laughs> not, not next to the drinking water. I also, it's interesting, Walt looks like terrified of Locke too. Yeah. It might just be because he's shirtless, but it's probably also because of what Jack said, I think. Mm-hmm. It seemed like Walt really internalized everything going on in the funeral. Yeah. Saeed comes up, asks about uh, Locke's um, kidney scar. And Locke just says it was a war wound. And he asks, Saeed asks if he can take him to the the plane radio because they might be able to salvage some of the parts from it. And Locke agrees. He, uh, on the way there, he lies about how they found the plane and says that he thinks Saeed is interrogating him because Jack called him a liar. And Saeed says that he knows when he's being lied to and he does believe that there is a plane. I will say, maybe this is better to bring up later, I don't know, but like, Saeed in this episode is basically just the human lie detector. Yeah. But, like, he hasn't operated that way this whole... I mean, like, three episodes Hurley tricked him uh, into, uh, like, just getting his maps and stuff. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe it's just because he was so tired right after waking up. But, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, he stabbed Sawyer because Sawyer told him that he didn't have the medication that he didn't have. Yeah, um, that's true. Like, it, it's just a weird, like, all of a sudden, Saeed just 100% knows anytime somebody tells a lie. I just think that's a weird, a weird superpower for him to have. And I don't think it's one that he keeps. Mm-hmm. Um, back in flashback, Saeed and Assam are playing soccer together in a park. They, uh, Assam says that he doesn't know anything about the operation or where they keep the C4. But he just found out he's going to be a martyr. I gotta say, while they're having this conversation, I mean, maybe this is bad, I don't know, but, like, this is, uh, 2005, and there are a couple of, like, Middle Eastern dudes sitting there talking, like, just very clearly saying things like bomb and explosive. Yeah. And martyr and that kind of stuff, and I'm just like, boy, you guys are in, like, the middle of a park with people around you. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I would maybe have a little bit more self-preservation than that. Saeed uh, tries to get the CIA to get Assam out because he can tell that Assam doesn't really want to do it. Uh, but they they tell him that they want him to convince Assam to go through with it. I gotta say, this is a a pretty startlingly realistic portrayal of how law enforcement deals with this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Interesting like the, for 2005. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I don't know if they just... No, I don't think anyone really knew that this kind of stuff was going on. But, like, there's all kinds of stuff. I think mostly from the FBI is where it happens a lot. But, like, you know, the the cops will essentially just, like, purposefully radicalize Muslim teenagers and then mm-hmm. arrest them when they finally even hint at going through on any of their radicalizations that would not have happened had it not just been for the FBI forcing mm-hmm. them to do it, essentially. Like, uh, truly disgusting, depraved stuff. Well, I think the public was just kind of figuring out that the weapons of mass destruction were a lie. Were they in 2005? I don't I don't really remember the timeline super well on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess I'd have to look into that. But that would make sense to me if they're like... Because had it been like 2002, like the CIA would be the hero here. Yes. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, if this had been 2002, Saeed would just not have been a character on the show. That's or he true. would have yeah. legitimately crashed the plane. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a little bit better than that, at least. <laughs> but yeah, the... Uh, is this... Let's see... When did, uh, okay, I just looked up, March 2003 is when the Dixie Chicks spoke out against President Bush and then got fully canceled for it. Yeah. So I guess people did know that they were, you know, full of shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) in 2005. That is something, I always think that that's so funny. Uh, Literally all they said was like, Bush sucks or something like that. Or like, Bush is a liar or something like so innocuous and they and like they were basically ostracized uh for like years mm-hmm. and now uh louis ck is like winning grammys i know and, <laughs> like it's just it's insane what we will put up with now but yeah so they uh they basically say no you need to convince your buddy to be a, become a martyr and they say that they're going to arrest uh nadia if if saeed doesn't help for being an enemy combatant yeah just awful evil stuff uh, back on the island, uh, Charlie tries singing Itsy Bitsy Spider to the baby, but it doesn't help. Um, Hurley comes over and tries to give him some James Brown, but that also doesn't help. I gotta say, I don't think that that will ever help. A, I don't think that song has ever helped anybody calm down. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, the, uh, uh, I, I like the idea of, like, Hurley just, like, banging out some Master of Puppets or something like that to just get the, the baby to <laughs> calm down, but... <laughs> I did love that scene. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> so Saeed and Locke get to the plane, and... <laughs> I don't know. There's just this really funny moment where Saeed puts his finger in the heroin and then takes it out and tastes it and says, Yep, it's heroin. Like, yep, yeah, we knew. Yeah. You didn't You didn't have to do that. If you wanted a taste, I'm not going to, like, blame you, but uh, you didn't have to do that, Saeed. Did <laughs> Locke knew. even say, like, they're smuggling heroin? He's like, yeah, look, yep, like, heroin. I mean, look, <laughs> if, if you find a baggie of something inside a sealed Virgin Mary statue, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it like, nine times out of ten, that's going to be heroin. He, Saeed asked why Locke lied about the falling off a cliff. 
And Locke says that he made a mistake, which I gotta say, not a particularly convincing argument. Saeed says that he doesn't think Locke is being completely truthful because uh, he's still holding out the fact that he's carrying a gun on him. Uh, and Locke hands it over and says, well, you trust me now? And Saeed says, no, that earns you adaptability, not trustworthiness. And Locke, I mean, this is an insane uh, plan, right? <laughs> Locke tells him, he's like, oh, well, here's something you didn't know. Um, remember when uh, you were... Uh, doing the fireworks countdown, and then you got knocked out, and your transmitter got destroyed. It was me that did it. Um, why would you admit that right then? Like, the literal worst possible time to do it. So I did not suspect you at all of being that person that did that. Right. Yeah. He could have just said, like, I don't know, there's a hatch somewhere on the island or something. I know yeah. that's supposed to be a grand reveal at another yeah. time, but... Yeah, yeah, he really doesn't want to give up the hatch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... He could have, if it was me, that would have been when I was like, um, I would talk about the wheelchair thing. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that would be a great time. That's a good reveal. Mm-hmm. And Saeed probably didn't know it. But yeah, this obviously makes Saeed extremely mad. Um, so he holds him up and points the gun at him. Locke says that he didn't want them to find such a obviously like dangerous place. And I, I gotta say, I don't 100% know... That that like Said kind of accepts that as the reasoning, mm-hmm. but I, I that doesn't make any sense to me. Does Locke really think that they're never going to go look for that radio tower? Right. Yeah, I don't know. And also, we've established that Said has the ability to boost electrical equipment to like well beyond what it should be able to do. So mm-hmm. like he definitely could have turned that thing into like a spaceship or whatever. Like <laughs> they, uh, uh, we, we he could have gotten a crack at it. Between that and the plane components, he probably could have put something together. Saeed asks him about the hatch, and Locke lies again, saying like, "Well, there's two hatches on a plane, so maybe that's what Boone meant." Uh, he still just doesn't want to give up that hatch. Back in flashback, um, Saeed convinces Assam to stay on the course and uh, be a martyr. Uh, He says that he lost somebody too and he'll never be whole again. And then Assam says that they both should do it and Saeed agrees. Now I gotta Mm -hmm. say, Saeed was way too good at convincing this guy. Like he was... Yeah. I mean, obviously this is him. The whole point of the episode is like he's doing this for the greater good, which is to find Nadia in this case. But like, boy, that's uh, pretty evil shit. (laughs) But uh, back on the island, Shannon is looking at a photo of her and Boone. What did you think about this photo? Um, why was it in his wallet? I think, uh, well, I mean, you know, in case he needed to pull it out and, like, stare at it longingly. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I guess you're right. Um, yeah. I just love the, she's wearing, like, a pink do-rag in it. Like, she fully is, like, wardrobe choices for her are just, like, what if uh, Lizzie McGuire was 23? Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Saeed comes over to her and uh, tells her that as much as she doesn't want to hear it, uh, he thinks that everything that happened with Locke uh, and Boone was an accident. And Shannon is upset at him. She didn't hear what she wanted to or She didn't get the result that she wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Walt asks Michael a bunch of questions about the raft, culminating in him asking if they're going to die. You know, he's clearly pretty rattled by what happened with Boone. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, Michael says no, I think. 
But they're definitely going to die on that raft. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's guaranteed, Walt. If you go out on that thing, you are going to die. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Jin is slowly learning some English, and Michael is slowly learning some Korean. Um, I love the little, like, friendship that's coming between them now. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it a lot. I was about to say bromance there, but I think I truly despise that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's such a that's such a wild thing. Uh, <laughs> like we used to have to be like, oh, two guys are friends and they're showing it to each other. That's almost a romance. That's mm-hmm. a bromance for it's sure. It's a bromance. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie comes over and asks for help with the baby. Sawyer uh, is. Like, really snarky in this. He's like, he's really just like, why don't you get out of here, pipsqueak, and you know, all that kind of stuff. But Charlie slowly realizes that every time Sawyer talks, the baby calms down. This is, yeah, this is a very, you said it earlier, this is cute. This is just a great plot point. Like, yeah, of yeah. course, this is perfect. It's Sawyer. Like, this Sawyer with a baby is like chef's kiss. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that his storyline is quickly pivoting from like sexy con man to like huge softy nerd yeah glasses wearing dork who can also take care of of kids uh kate wakes up jack i guess she's decided that he is uh, allowed to be conscious now um and it turns out that the key from around his neck is missing. They start going after Locke, assuming that Locke is getting the guns, but Saeed says it wasn't Locke that took it, it was Shannon. We uh, we see now it's like pouring rain in the middle of the jungle, and Shannon is opening up the gun case that she somehow knows about where it's at. I mean, I, maybe she's just sitting, she's just slowly accumulating all the gossip in the camp. That could be. I would honestly love that as a storyline for her. Uh, but yeah, now, did Michael Giacchino title the score right here, Shannon's Got a Gun? Um, this one was Shenanigans. <laughs> so good. It's so good. <laughs> and before it transitioned to this scene, I don't know if you noticed, but it had like a close-up of Saeed's face when he was giving the reveal, and the, the background music was like, just like uh i think it's the halloween franchise does that right uh that's um the friday Friday the the 13th 13th, right okay because the halloween is like the spooky piano oh you're right you're right yep friday the 13th yep yeah (laughs) shannon is a lot like jason i would say yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) back in flashback saeed is picked up for the mission um, he and Assam are given a delivery truck filled with explosives and uniforms. They get in the car, but before they even go anywhere, Saeed, you know, tells Assam, I've been working with law enforcement, and gives him time to run, and Assam is, like, just fully betrayed by this. Um, mm-hmm. pretty rightfully so. Points his gun to Saeed. What's he gonna do in ten minutes? Where's he um, going? Yeah, I know, that is a great question. Like, I... <laughs> If the FBI, or if the CIA and whatever the um, ASIS can get there in 10 minutes, they're probably, like, nearby, close enough to maybe see this guy running. Mm-hmm. Uh, he points his gun at Saeed, and Saeed basically has to admit what he's done is purely because 
he still has a chance to be with Nadia. And that's why he manipulated Assam like that. Um, Assam says that he hopes that she makes him whole again and then uh, kills himself in front of Saeed. Uh, pretty brutal. Yeah. Back on the island, Saeed catches up to Shannon and Locke. Uh, Locke is standing there with his arms out while Shannon is pointing a gun at him. I do like... <laughs> there's, a, there's a part where... Uh, Saeed's like, you've never fired a gun before, and she just immediately fires it at the ground to mm-hmm. be like, well, now I have. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, she's, like, weirdly pragmatic. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Saeed tries to convince her to put it down. Jack and Kate show up, but uh, she is steadfast. She's not going to let Locke get away. So Saeed tackles her as she's about to shoot. The bullet grazes Locke's head, but it doesn't kill him. And uh, Saeed uh, tries to talk to Shannon, but she puts down the gun and walks away, furious at him. <laughs> then, meanwhile, away from this scene, Sawyer reads a car magazine to the baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it, and it's great. It's very cute. It calms down the baby. Uh, yeah, it calms him down. Uh, Claire comes by and Charlie, you know, tells her to watch, uh, and it's a cute scene. Uh, Kate tells Saeed that Shannon just needs time. Uh, I gotta say, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if that's how I would think about it. Like, I kind of think maybe, yeah, this is toast at this point. Yeah. Um, she was gonna, she tried to murder someone, and you stopped her. I think, I mean, you know, it's a lot more, um, it's a very sympathetic thing, but, like, you can't just let people murder people. <laughs> right. Saeed wonders if he made a mistake. Back in flashback, uh, the law enforcement shows up at the, uh, the site with the C4, uh, they give Saeed Nadia's information. She lives in Irvine. And uh, they give him a plane ticket on Oceanic and say, you know, you're you're leaving in an hour. Saeed asks about Assam's body because um, uh, he needs to be buried. Uh, he can't be burned. Um, but he's going to be cremated because nobody's going to be there to pick up the, the to be able to uh, claim the body. Uh, so Saeed tells him that they need to change his flight. Uh, in order to uh, make it so that he gets buried properly. Yeah, this is, I mean, he's doing it out of guilt and probably love for his friend. And mm-hmm. But yeah, it's interesting to see. I mean, this is, this is probably the first time where it's really seemed like absolute fate that put someone on the plane, right? Yeah. Because otherwise it was, everyone else was just kind of on like a normal flight. But Saeed had a flight and he specifically delayed it so that he could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess which... Claire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. I I like that aspect of it where it's kind of it makes it feel like the crash is him, you know, fulfilling a karmic debt a little bit. Yeah, and it also adds some more context to why he was really adamant about Jack not burning the bodies mm-hmm. too. Um, and it made it really, I don't know, cathartic, I guess. It was a good callback. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, I don't know in terms of the accuracy of uh, how the terrorist cell and all that kind of stuff works and motivations for them, that kind of thing. I don't know how accurate that is, but this, the whole plot line is written well into the show. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes sense with what a, how much it seems like Saeed seems like he needs to, make up for what he's done. Right. Um, 
And up till now, we've kind of thought that was just the torturing, but then there's also this kind of thing. Back on the island, uh, Locke thanks Saeed, uh, says he knows what it cost him to, to save his life. Saeed says that he wants to see the hatch, and Locke starts to, <laughs> starts to give him some bullshit again, and Saeed says, no, no more lies, we're gonna go see the hatch. And, uh, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, I would say, uh, pretty good episode overall. It came in at number 92 on IMDb, which is kind of low, I think. Yeah. Um, I would have thought it would be higher. Yeah. I don't know what... I don't know what it is. I think this is a pretty good all-around episode. Mm -hmm. There's not really any big reveals, though. So, I do think that that's something I've noticed, is, like, if there's not something pushing the plot forward... Like, this pushes the plot forward in the sense that, like, now everybody knows about the hatch... And presumably, like, Saeed is going to find out about it and tell everybody else. But it, there's no, there's not, like, a big reveal about the mystery of the island or anything like that. So maybe yeah. that's what people are just... That's the kind of thing they're really wanting at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think my one major gripe, aside from maybe the writer's room not looking into the accuracy, but it's hard to say, like you were saying earlier... Um, Mm-hmm. is uh, Locke just continually talking about war wounds to Saeed. Yeah. I think that that is, like, so uh, just dramatic and bold to say to somebody who has actually seen war. <laughs> yeah, to who is actually... Yeah, because I think we... I mean, we know definitively... Locke, it's it's one of the things we know about Locke is that he has never served in the military. Mm-hmm. His, his uh, douchebag boss called that out in his episode. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, that is that is a wild thing to say to a soldier. Uh, this is a war wound. I'm not going to explain it to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That made me cringe a lot. Yeah, it happened bit... more than once. Yes. Yeah. He kept doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So next week. We've got um, Born to Run. It's a Kate episode. But before we end the episode, Emma, was anything happening in the world in May of 2005? Was there ever. Okay. So, guess what the number one song was that Number one song. Yeah, that was, I shouldn't say aired, but uh, was playing during this episode. Okay, well, definitively, we know it wasn't the Dixie Chicks. It was not it was the not Dixie Chicks. Cowboy, take me away. Mm-mm. Uh, two thousand and five. Was it? This is. Is this maybe crazy? Was it like a Green Day? No, but you're close. Okay, that's a good guess. Yeah, um, kind of same genre. Same genre. Similar genre, I should say. Think like punk turned pop is it this feels like it's too early for all american rejects no but that mm-hmm. that would be my next guess i'm not i don't know what is it uh hollow bat girl gwen stefani oh, oh wow the phenomena <laughs> Absolutely. that was Bat girl yeah yeah mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah i would not have ever guessed that that's great I haven't thought of that song for so long, and now it's going to be stuck in my head for the next, like, two months. That was one of those songs that lasted forever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that 
<laughs> that song was so popular. Yeah. Everywhere. Uh, and yeah. then also that same week, uh, Tony Blair uh, was reelected for a third consecutive term in the UK general election. Oh, nice. Famous mm-hmm. good guy, Tony yeah. Blair. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, I'm sure whoever's in charge of the UK now, they're just as good of a person yeah. as Tony Blair was <laughs> back then. Didn't they just get... The, uh, I, I guess we don't actually know, right, who the prime minister is right now? Because uh, um, their no, current they, one just stepped down, but they, they haven't done an election. It. Oh, did um, they? Yeah, it's... Uh, Somehow it's Margaret Thatcher's corpse. Uh, Rishi Sunak, I believe, oh. uh, is going to be the next prime minister. Gotcha. But they've been like... Like, they haven't had anybody hold office for, I think, more than a year. Yeah, it's been like, uh, it's, it's, it's like a revolving door turning into the defense against the dark arts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really just, is. Just the entirety of, of the UK. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, well, I hope this one works out for him. We're doing 100% perfect on our leaders over here, so of course we do have room to judge. Nice. Well, yeah, like I said, next week we've uh, got Born to Run with Kate. Um, we'll see if the the people making Lost um, put the Bruce Springsteen song in the episode or if they are absolute cowards. And I can't wait to talk about that next week. <laughs> Go ahead, guys, please give us a rating on Apple iTunes. Uh, like a five-star one would be great. Perfect. Uh great number and, of stars yeah, it's the exact number of stars that i think that we deserve um what other podcast is talking about hollow batgirl in 2022 name None. one yeah name mm-hmm. one <laughs> <laughs> um you can uh uh tweet at us at all the best pods on twitter uh send us an email all the best podcast at gmail.com and until next week get lost get lost bye guys